Welcome everybody to Naughty Buddy Sports and on today's episode, Zach joins me and we talk about the trade deadline, other news in the NFL, we recap week 8, we do a game called Would You Rather and finally we predict week 9 with Ryan vs. The Guest that's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. Well, welcome back here to Nutty Buddy Sports, and today with me, I'm your host Ryan, by the way, and with me is Zach. Zach, how's it going, man? Going great, Ryan. You? I am good as well. So what me and Zach are going to do today, we are going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline. We have uh, some winners and losers in the trade deadline. We'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, some other news, by the way, we'll probably hit on real quick. I didn't prep you this for Zach, so we'll see how you feel about these things that I have that I forgot to mention. My fault, guys. I didn't send him the outline. And then I love we'll get balls, it. Ryan. I love curveballs. Throw them at Perfect. Me. I love throwing <laughs> them. So, and then we'll get into our recap for week eight. Uh, then we're going to play a game called Would You Rather? And then we will get into the Ryan versus the cast where we predict our games for next week. You ready to get into it, Zach? Let's do this thing. Okay. So let's first talk about some of the trades that happened, some of the news coming off of week eight. Um, so the Chiefs traded for Von Miller. I think that's a notable trade. Uh, we'll just give them a winner tag. Yeah, go ahead. Get Von Miller. That's what I said. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. I uh, I have the Chiefs up here, but they actually got Melvin Ingram, is who I right. meant to say. Yeah. So, um, not much else happened. I think uh, you mentioned another one actually when we were talking before. Yeah, because I was confused when you said Melvin Ingram. I thought you meant Mark Ingram, who went back oh. to the Saints. Yeah. The so back. those. Yeah, and those so those were like the three big trades. I know there was an offensive lineman and tight end that was exchanged between the Chiefs and the Jets. I don't, you know, whatever. But um, any anything jump out at you? Any of those trades you kind of like or dislike, Zach? Yeah, I I actually kind of like all of them. Um, I the one that makes the most sense to me was the Chiefs uh, going for uh, what's his name again. Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I get him confused now too. Um, But just as bad as the chiefs defense has been this year, it makes a lot of sense for them to try and get some, something going as far as a player at my field to help them out on any part of the defensive side of the ball. So that one made the most sense to me. Yeah. I love, I love that one too. I, I would say, you know, they only had to give up a six round pick. So it's it's a low risk. Ingram has been playing behind Watt and the other guy for the Steelers, so he hasn't really been starting. So his stats aren't really great. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he starts, if he can bring pass rush to a horrible defense. I think they rank like 29th right now uh, in defense overall, which is which is not great for the Chiefs. And then obviously, I just want to throw out. We'll talk about. Well, these are basically winners, right? For us, it is Von Miller going to the Rams. I love the way the Rams do business. I don't know about you, like giving up picks to get like known commodities. Um, how do you feel about that sort of strategy? Because I really like this move to pair him next to 
Aaron Donald and uh, Leonard Floyd. So how, what, how do you feel about their, their move, but then also kind of the way they've been doing business the last couple of years? Yeah. So the first thing that I thought of when I heard about this trade was the Rams aren't messing around anymore. You know, they, they want to win the Super Bowl this year and they're trying to do everything they possibly can to accomplish that, you know, getting Matthew Stafford was the first, one of the first big moves in my mind. And now adding to that already really good defense in my mind that, you know, has a pretty stacked lineup has been playing pretty well. Adding to that now, I mean, they are getting serious about trying to win a championship. Yeah. I I just thought it was really smart. Um, And I know like people are worried about like the amount of picks they're giving up for some of these players, but like, you never know what those picks are going to be. I'd rather have Von Miller than a second and a third that might both end up not being on your team in two years. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're getting something really valuable, especially because I, well, from my perspective of how they're looking at it is it's just short-term boost massively to try and get them through this year is what I'm looking at it. And I, I think it's a great strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is they also talked about maybe even re-signing Von Miller after the season. So if they can come to an agreement, that's going to work out for them. And that's the other thing. If they keep Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford for like three to five more years, you know, that team is not going to be giving up that high of draft picks anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, Before we get into the other news I want to talk about, is there any, any notable um, losers for you this weekend? Yeah, I, I was expecting and kind of hoping that uh, Deshaun Watson would get traded. Um, I just think he's such a valuable player. Granted, the person himself might not be the best person in the world. And with all the drama going around around him, it's, it's a little bit of a risky move, but I felt like there were a couple of teams that could have used him uh, had they gotten him. But I understand it's a business world. The, the risk versus the rewards might not have been great enough for certain teams, and that's why he's still where he is. Yeah, I, they were still asking for like three first round picks for him. And I'm just like, nobody's going to give that for a quarterback they don't know is ever going to play on their team, you know? Right. Um, but I think even the Texans are losers because now they have this valuable asset in football terms that they just lost a ton of value on if he ends up like, if all that gets, um, figured out this off season and he ends up going to jail for three years, right. They missed out on getting like a first and a third and a second or whatever it is that would have got him for free basically. Right. Right. Well, he got something versus absolutely nothing. If that happens. Correct. So I, I just thought the Texans were a loser. I, I have the Packers known as a loser as well. Uh, I have a theory that maybe um, because the car they beat the Cardinals this week without their two top receivers, they they um, probably felt like that their team is good enough that they didn't need, need to make any changes. I was really hoping they would get a receiver. They've been needing another receiver next to Devonte Adams for like five years now, and they're just not willing to pull the trigger. I wish they'd be more like the Rams. So, who are you thinking was an option? Because I mean. There's not a whole lot of guys out there that I knew of that were on the block other than maybe like Deshaun Jackson. But did you have somebody in mind that you would have liked to have seen the Packers get? 
Yeah, so we t- talked a little bit about this last week. Is uh, the big one would have been Odell Beckham. Mm. He was he was kind of like on the trade market, but there was no offer that um, anyone gave to the you know to the Browns that was tantalizing enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I imagine if the Packers were to offer a first round pick or a second round pick for Odell, that they could have got Odell. And this is why it annoys me um, that to, if if you're somebody who you know wants Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to succeed to a certain extent, like you watch what the Rams do, and you're like, man, why can't why can't we do that? Why can't we give up a second and a third for yeah. Odell? You know, and it makes it just it just makes it seem like Aaron Rodgers is that much more likely to go to another team this year because had they gotten somebody you know, another good receiver who would have possibly sticked around. Who knows what is going to happen, but we don't know for sure what's going to happen anyway, but I'm just saying if they had done something and gotten somebody who knows who would have stuck around after this year. Correct. And, and to me, if they would have got someone like Odell, they're probably the favorites, maybe them in the Rams, but I would, I would almost pick them as favorites in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they would be like, number one and then Rams would be number two, but um, they didn't do it. So right. They're, they're losers in my book. Um, Alan Robinson is a loser as well. The wide receiver for the the bears. He's been wanting to get out of the, out of Chicago forever. And uh, he wasn't traded. So I just wanted to throw that out there as a loser as well. Mm, yeah. Cause he's, he's a very talented player. Just uh kind of stuck in an area where he doesn't have the ability to do a whole lot. And I don't know if it's just fields or if it's just the way that offense is operating right now, they're just not very efficient throwing the ball. So we'll see if it changes. You know, fields has started to look better, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We'll see. Um, yeah. I just think like he, he's got to be tired having all these junky quarterbacks you know and it's not that fields is necessarily going to be junky but right now he's a rookie growing into whoever he's going to become right Allen robinson deserves a quarterback who's good now so you know um but yeah i agree with you okay well a couple other things we'll just hit on real quick uh james winston is out for the year um, and Derek Henry is out eight to 10 weeks. So the earliest he would be back is play the playoffs and, uh, the Titans signed Adrian Peterson. So any of those things you want to hit on real quick, Zach? Well, being a Titans fan, obviously I was, uh, disappointed that Henry got hurt first of all. Uh, but that's kind of something that happens in the NFL, and as soon as it happened, I kind of just threw my hands up in the air and said, well, there goes this season, you know, because without Derrick Henry, the Titans so far this season would have been absolutely atrocious. The offense has not looked that good. Derrick Henry has basically been carrying the team on his back. So now without him on this offense, it's going to look completely different in my mind. Um, I like Adrian Peterson. I think he's a, a, a good athlete. He's 36 years old though, you know, so how much does he really have left in the tank that remains to be seen, but I am curious to see McNichols. Uh, I love the name McNichols. First of all, I think it's a sweet name, Uh, but I think, 
I don't know. I've got a good feeling about him. I think he could be more of a runner than we give him credit for. Just because when you have Derrick Henry, you're running Derrick Henry. You're not running anybody else. But now that he's kind of out of the picture for a while, I think May Nichols gets a little bit more of a run in the run game. And he could possibly have a breakout potential. Yeah, I'm interested to see him as well. And, you know, I, I just curious, like the I think Henry had like 28 carries for like 78 yards on um, Sunday. And I guess my question, like is the same with McCaffrey, you know, like running backs are sort of like a dime a dozen. Right. You know, you can find somebody that would. I just don't understand why um, teams want to drive their star players into the ground. And I know Henry's like a different animal. He's he's, but you think that they would try more to, to protect him by giving limiting his carries a little bit more. Right. And I mean, I don't know what their coaching staff was thinking, you know, cause obviously I don't really know what McNichols can do, you know, so we don't really, we haven't really seen what he could do. You know, so, but going forward, if he ends up doing really well, you know, who knows, maybe they do a little more of a timeshare, even when Derrick Henry does come back. Tough to say. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, they'll be willing to do that with um, Henry moving forward. Okay. And as far as Winston goes, um, it's unfortunate because now Travis has nobody to root against every Sunday. Um, You know, what quarterback he wants to, but uh, I think that, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think they'll be fine though. You know, Jameis played fine. He, he wasn't, you know, I think Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill can like reproduce what Jameis did. I mean, Jameis was fine, but he wasn't, um, I would say other, other level or otherworldly type of quarterback where they're, they're going to really miss him. So I think the saints will be okay moving forward. Yeah. And I was just, I was trying to, do you remember when approximately Jameis got hurt in that game? Cause I didn't watch that game. Yeah. He was got hurt early? like in the, what's that? Was it earlier or kind mm-hmm. of middle of the game? Yeah. It was kind of like early middle game. Okay. Cause obviously they won. They still yes. beat the Buccaneers. So obviously yeah, Trevor Simeon looked pretty, pretty okay for, for being there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's backup, backup quarterback. <laughs> I don't know what the, the technical line of operation there is. Cause I would think it would be, you know, Jameis and then Taysom Hill and then Trevor Simeon, but because Taysom was out or has been there, he was. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think any of these quarterbacks will be necessarily anything special, right? Like that's what you were hoping from Jameis is that he could be something special. I don't see Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon as that, but I think they can uh, duplicate what Jameis has done so far this season. That's, you know, he, but. Yeah. It's not like they are incapable quarterbacks. They're still, they're still able to win games, obviously, as we saw on Sunday. And I think going forward between either one of them, they'll have a pretty good chance of still being able to win games. Correct. Yeah. Agreed. Recapping week eight, the surprise of the week. What was your surprise of the week? I think the biggest one for me was the Jets beating the Bengals. That one, that one threw me for a loop. I mean, you got Mike White, I believe it was, right? Who's got mm-hmm. his first NFL start, you know, against a Bengals team that seems to be pretty good all around. And then somehow 
you know, the Jets come back in the fourth quarter and win this ball game. Like a stellar performance from Mike White. Give him a lot of credit. I don't know if he just is naturally that talented or if he just happened to be throwing the right balls in the right direction. I don't know, but it was surprising to see them beat the Bengals. I don't know if anybody really saw that coming, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised. The, the Jets beat the Titans too, you know, and that was a pretty impressive game from them as well. But without having Zach Wilson, I was kind of just like, yeah, there's no way the Jets are going to win this game, but <laughs> they pulled it out. I mean, they surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it's crazy because I think um, the uh, the Bengals, I think, had a 14-point lead at some point in the uh, – um, let me – I'm just – 11, 11-point 11 lead. So they had a double-digit lead uh, going in, in at some point in the fourth quarter with about five minutes to go. So it right. seemed like that they were going to win that game. Now, what's interesting about Mike White is he had eight – incompletions total in that game and two of them were interceptions so technically <laughs> he only had right. six but yeah it was interesting and then robert sala comes on and i guess he says that like that he implied that if mike white who's going to get the start this thursday i believe they play on thursday night um if he has another good game they may continue to go with him instead of zach wilson yeah they're going with a hot hand approach if he's playing good why take him out yeah yeah i yeah good game i like that one i picked for my surprise the patriots over the chargers now i actually picked i think i did pick the patriots to win but i was still surprised that it happened um it's uh the chargers sort of falling apart a little bit uh, they lost the last two games, I think. I can't remember who they lost to two weeks ago. But the surprising part was they were coming off a bye. You know, so you think after coming off a bye, they would be ready to play. Not only that, but Mac Jones, his first half, he was not good. He was like at like 8 of 20 on his first 20 passes or something. He was just not good at all. And uh, But Herbert was just as not good as um, – uh, Mac Jones. So it was, it was sort of surprising to me, but that's sort of what the Patriots do. It's, it seems like they're sort of figuring out the best way to utilize their team. And uh, typically Bill Belichick's like Bill Belichick likes to do that during September. And then he likes to adjust October, September, October. Yeah. Yeah. And there was the Ravens who beat the chargers two weeks ago after the previous yeah. of the buy. So not a you know good team there too, but I mean, they got crushed 34 to six. I mean, Herbert had a very poor game in that one, too. So don't know if it's just a little bit of a slump. It, it happens to everybody. So I have a good feeling he'll be going back the right direction anyway. Or I hope so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder, too, maybe if um, if if like the defense, uh, like defenses figured something out with Herbert, like if the Ravens figured something out and the Patriots sort of copied it um, and we'll see if Herbert will adjust to it. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. yep. Guess we'll, we'll talk more get... about that for the uh, the upcoming game here. When we do our predictions, okay. we can talk a little more about it. Okay, sounds good. Let's go to the next uh, topic. The stinker of the week. Zach, what's your stinker of the week? Yeah, it was kind of a tough one for me, but I was kind of thinking along the same lines that you were. I've just, with, with Justin Herbert and that entire Chargers team, 
I had very high expectations for them going into the season, and they started off pretty good. But like you said, the last two weeks of play now, they've really started to slip, and it's a little bit concerning just for the team in general. Um, but I'm thinking it's just one of those things where it's a temporary what, – what's the word uh, I'm looking for? Glitch is not the Set right back. word. but. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's just something that's not normal for them. And I think they just need to get back on track with what they were, you know, because they were doing really good. And now it's starting to look a little iffy, but I think they'll right the ship and go back the right direction. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I think they will as well. Um, I've been impressed with them. I didn't even think they would be. I think they're five and three right now. Some of the games that they won. Chiefs and I think the Browns were very impressive. So yeah, maybe maybe just uh, a little reality check here for them, and they'll get back on tra- track. For my yeah, stinker of the week, oh go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say they didn't get blown out by the Patriots. They only lost by three points. So it wasn't like it was the worst game we've ever watched. You know, like the uh, the Eagles and the Lions game where they got completely destroyed. It was still a close game, but in the end. Total performance-wise, they just got beat. So we'll just see if they're a rebound next week. Yeah, and what's funny is um, that was my stinker of the week, the Lions getting shellacked <laughs> by the Eagles. Uh, well, oh, okay, never mind. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> that's your that's your other team, right? So, Well, yeah, um, sort of interesting because it seems like the Lions are competitive every week. They've only lost, I think, I'm just trying to see here. They've lost one, two, three, you know, like three or four games. So they're they're 0-8, but they lost three games by, you know, I would say an ungettable margin. So five games they were in, basically. Ungettable. That's a a word. I know. We're going to pretend it is, yeah. So uh, I've seen what you're saying, though, because a lot of the games that I've watched where the Lions were playing – they were close and they lost on a last second field goal or an overtime 66 yard field goal or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like they just been on the wrong side of a lot of games too, but yeah, you're but yeah. Of the week is no joke. Yeah. Yeah. But to like go up against a Philly team that hasn't really been playing that well and to not, I, you know, even if you don't win, that's fine. Like I get it, but like the effort, there was none. Like, that's the thing. It was just awful. Like the line, the Eagles offense and defensive line was just so much more aggressive than the lions offensive defense line. They had over 200 and 200 yards rushing, like as a team, they just dominated rushing. Um, Hertz didn't even, he, Hertz had 103 yards passing 103 yeah. and you lose 44 to six. It's well, just like, I don't know. On the ground. So that's just pointing out your ground game part right there. If the quarterback's running on you and the running backs look running all over you, what more do they need to do? Yeah. They have to pass the ball. Yeah. It's just, it's just tough because it's just like, <clears throat> What do you, what do you do? You just think like, like uh, me and um, Travis and Nate, we were on, on last week and we all picked the lions to win. We're like, this is a game that they could win and they don't even show up. Like, it's just like, man. Yeah. The one week uh, they had a good chance to actually have a win and they 
completely fell apart. And I don't know if it's, I mean, is it too early in the season to, to have thrown away, you know, thrown in the towel? I, I mean, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of is if, if they just totally gave up already, I would hope not being a professional team. You'd think you'd want to still win some games, <laughs> right? Yeah. Dan Campbell mentioned something about that. He said something like that. That's what it was. Like once they got down, they just like showed no effort. Like they just stopped like being aggressive and trying. So they got to get that fixed. Um, but yeah, that was my stinker of the week. The upset of the week. Zach, what is your upset of the week? Yeah, I think the biggest upset for me, besides the Jets game, which was a good one, was actually the Saints speaking the Buccaneers. I didn't really – I know the Saints are good, and I, I defense is superb. But I, mm-hmm. I just – you know, the Buccaneers also have a really good defense. And Tom Brady and a slew of amazing offensive weapons. Like, there's no way they're going to lose to the Saints. Saints did it, and that was that was a big upset for me. I, I mean, stats-wise, you look at both teams, they had a ton of yards, lots of touchdowns, high-scoring game, but in the end, the Saints were able to come away with it. I don't know. Do you know, I, Brady threw a couple picks, too, I think, right? Um, so that kind of – that doesn't help your team, obviously, either. But because I – The second – yeah, I was just going to say just off that point is the second one he threw was kind of like an awful one is like he threw it, kind of stared down his guy and the guy ran it for a pick six. Go ahead, though. No, I, that's basically what I was looking for was to see, you know, because I only saw part of the game. I didn't see the whole the whole game, but just looking at the, the box score, I mean, Brady's numbers look pretty good, but the turnovers at key parts of the game must have been what it was. Yeah, you know what was interesting though, watching the game, uh, Ingram looked like his like he injected some sort of fuel in the Saints offense. He had he had 4.5 yards to carry, which was pretty good off of six carries. Um, so who uh, that that we talked about that trade earlier. Uh, maybe maybe that'll inject some uh much needed like boom to that offense. And the other surprise, just real quick, is the Trevor Simeon part, right? Like that he comes in and he's the one to kind of navigate this Saints team to beat the box. Yeah. Well, I think just going back real quick to, to Ingram, an interesting point I had heard in a different podcast saying that part of the reason they might have brought Ingram back was to give Kamara some rest. And we talked mm-hmm. earlier in the podcast about Derrick Henry and how much, you know, getting 30 carries a game and, you know, Kamara doesn't get that many carries a game, but between his passing game and his rushing game, he was the workhorse there. So I think just even having Mark Ingram there to help out with some of the run game and give Kamara a break, I think it's going to help Kamara hugely in the long run, especially longevity wise. Not only that, but having the, the veteran presence, I think he's a huge guy in the locker room. So I, I was a great trade. That was probably one of the best trades of the season, in my opinion at least so far. Yeah. It's, it's like a sneaky good trade, right? Like, because there's history there, he's going to teach, you know, like he'll, he'll put forth the ever. I think people in that locker room love him who, who knew him beforehand. So it's, it's a sneaky, good trade. It helps with morale. Um, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick for uh, upset of the week. Um, I, 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 spe- I, I can't get over that. Trevor Simeon gets in there and they still somehow win. That's, that's the part that baffles me. 
but <laughs> yeah, what did he do with the Broncos? Nothing, if I remember right. Uh, I mean, he would. <sighs> yeah, yeah, he was supposed <laughs> to be like their next franchise quarterback, and he he ended up yeah not being much of anything. My upset, we don't have to get into it for too long, is just simply the the Jets over the Bengals. That was my upset. So we talked about that uh, for your surprise. So if you missed it, you can go back, you know, five minutes and re-listen to it. Same analysis. It was still a great win by the Jets, um, I think. And I don't like to give the Jets credits because I'm a Dolphins fan, but great win by the Jets. Wow. That means a lot coming from you, Ryan. I know, I know. They should take take this all in, take it in. The best game of the week. So, uh, Zach, what was your best of the week? So, this is a little bit uh, biased, but I think the best game for me, the most fun one to watch was the Titans game. Because it was a close game pretty much the whole entire time. You know, despite Henry getting hurt, they all, they all they stayed pretty close. They went into overtime. And it was like back and forth. I'm like, there's no way they're going to win this game. It's like, oh, they do have a chance. They didn't have a chance. It was just a fun game to watch. And that's, that's why, in my opinion, that was the best game for the week. Yeah. Carson Wentz ended up Carson Wentzing it. I'm making that like an adjective or whatever. We're just going to make that a, but it is kind of, yeah, he, he played a really good game up until when it mattered the most. The only thing that blows my mind, right? It just blows my mind a little bit, a little bit, how close that game was, how Jonathan Taylor only has 16 carries. You I don't have Marlon. That's not that good against the run. I mean, they should be dominating the Titans defense on the ground. Right. And you, you also have um, Marlon Mack there. He doesn't get one carry. Hines only gets three. I mean, I'm sorry. He only got one. Right. So like, I, I guess I don't understand, especially because they were, they were leading most of the game, right? Weren't, weren't the Colts like sort of winning most of the games. Yeah. They were up most the majority the of the game. Yep. So why, why your quarterback's throwing 51 times, especially that interception that was like supposed to be a tight end screen. That was at like the three yard line, which was the second worst play call i ever seen that close to the end zone um yeah, that was bad that was bad i thought yeah, the game it was over at that point but yeah then they drive the field with a minute and a half to go and, and tie the game up and i was like okay so much for that yeah that was just a bad play call i don't know what the colts were doing there they should have ran it see if they got, could get some more room but they they tried to <laughs> tight end screen that close to the end zone that was kind of dumb but yeah yeah that was a good good game i re- it was it was a little up and down for you you <laughs> lost a couple uh, of years off your life <laughs> okay i have two two best of the week so the first one the packers beating the cardinals without their two top wide receivers that defense handled kyler murray real well and uh that last interception was in a, in a, inexplainable, but it, speechless. It, speechless. Honestly, because you know, I you know, watching it live, I was watching it with Whitney, and she's like, because I saw I was watching AJ Green, you know, so I said, oh, I about you know, I went past him, he didn't, see, and then she starts cheering. I'm like, what are you cheering about? You know, I'm like, and then she's like, well, he intercepted it. I'm like, no, he didn't. The ball was way out of bounds or something like that. No, it was just that Green wasn't looking at it, and so it went right into the you know Packers hands and i was like there's no way sure enough i what a great play 
he, the control he had on that ball was amazing. Um, For being a DB like that, yeah, that was awesome. The um, the other thing was AJ Green must have thought it was a run play. Like that's what I thought. He, yeah, he had to have because that's the only thing. Because uh, just trying to think back to that play, I don't remember if they went. They didn't go like quite hurry up though, did they? Or were they doing a little bit of a hurry up? And maybe at the I, line there was some miscommunication, and that's why AJ thought maybe he wasn't even like because that's what it looked like. It looked like he was blocking for a run play. He wasn't even looking for the ball. So, so this is Thursday, everybody. Last week, so this is almost a week ago. So forgive me if I don't remember correctly, but I thought it was coming off a timeout, which makes mm-hmm. it even more baffling that they didn't know that he didn't know, um, you know the what was going on. So, um, but the Packers real quick, they got their run game going this game and AJ Dillon looked pretty good. Um, they lost Robert Tunyon for, for, I think the season. So we'll see how that affects their passing game, but yeah, I thought it was a great win by the Packers. Yeah. And we're going to get more into them later when we do our picks. That sounds good to me. Okay, let's talk about the last um, best of the week for me is backup quarterbacks. I want to give out this shout out to all the backup quarterbacks that won. Geno Smith won, Trevor Simeon won, Cooper Rush won, and Mike White won. Yeah. That wow. game, Minnesota, Minnesota Cowboys game was a really fun game to watch too. And I guess it's the first time in history where a quarterback's last name through a game-winning touchdown to the last name of a wide receiver with the same name, Amari Cooper and Cooper. Cooper Rush. Oh, wait, wait. How did that work? Amari well, Cooper. Cooper like Cooper. The, the Cooper in the name, I think it was. Cooper's in the name, I mean, so not last name. But, but yeah, so it was – It was. It, shout out to all those quarterbacks getting wins. Let's, uh, let's go. You ready to go on to our next part of our podcast? Let's move it. Would you rather? So let's, would you rather? So basically what, what we're going to do is we're going to throw either teams or players that are in a similar situation. And uh, we're going to ask who either, who you'd like, who you'd rather be, who you would rather be. So for instance, we're going to get into our first one, Texans and Dolphins. Now they're very similar in the way they are in the season. They're both they combine for one win, both of them together. And they're playing each other this week too, by the way. Um, and even their franchises are, are slightly different, but they both got the same record. And my question to you, Zach, is would you rather be, uh, a, if you could choose to be a GM slash coach, right? Would you rather pick up where the Texans are or pick up where the Miami Dolphins are? I would personally go with the Dolphins. I don't want to have to deal with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I don't want to have any part of that scenario. And the Dolphins have potential. I think a lot more potential than the Texans do. I think the Dolphins have just not gotten off to a good start. I have mixed opinions about two of myself. So, but I'd much rather coach or GM for the Dolphins right now than the Texans. Yeah, that's a, 
I don't like for me, this is what I'm looking at. So the Dolphins don't have their first round pick next year. And so the, the question is, is if they continue with Tua and they're getting in, let's say he's an average quarterback, they're back where they were with Ryan Tannehill, basically, <laughs> which is not a spot where I personally want to be as Dolphin, where the Texans this offseason, they have their first round pick. And they might have a trade ash asset into Sean Watson. And they can always reset. Like they might get the second pick overall, the first pick overall, you know what I'm saying? So that that's where it's tantalizing a little bit. That's the word of the day. That's the second time I used it, by the way, to pick the Texans here. But I think I'm still with you. I'd pick the Dolphins because I think they have enough picks to trade for someone like Aaron Rodgers this off season. But we'll see what happens with that. But right now um, I would say dolphins by like 60% to 40%. That's where I'm at with that. Yeah. So I'm thinking the rest of this year. So if I'm, if I'm coaching, if I'm taking over for coaching for the rest of this year, I'm taking the dolphins to get myself, hopefully more wins. But I think, right. I think long-term you'd rather be on the Texans because that AFC South is, not looking very good. Uh, so you'd have a much better chance of beating those teams if you got a couple more pieces to your team. And yeah, if you can get rid of Watson, fine, whatever. But I mean, long term, I would feel better being in Houston. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's go to our next one. You wanna? Yeah. So we got two quarterbacks to discuss here. Your options are: Would you rather take Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence? for the rest of the season, who would you rather have as your quarterback? Now let's just, let's just, cause Zach Wilson, let's just say he's playing. Cause obviously right now he's, he's out for a little while yet, but if he's back healthy, would you rather take him the way he has been playing or Trevor Lawrence, the way he's playing? Well, I think I'd, I'd rather be Trevor Lawrence because the way it sounds, the coach doesn't completely trust Zach Wilson, right? If they're thinking about starting Mike white over Zach Wilson moving forward. So I'd say I'd rather be Trevor, uh, pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And even just, uh, just to go along with your point, I agree with you just based on performance. Wilson's looked okay. Trevor Lawrence has really started to pick up his game the last couple of weeks. So I think he's trending in more in the right direction than Zach Wilson was. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to spin the question a little different, throw it back at you. Would you rather be Zach Wilson or would you rather be Trevor Lawrence? 100% I would rather be Trevor Lawrence. Because okay. right now, if I'm, if I'm Zach Wilson, I'm actually a little scared that I'm going to lose my job. Because if Mike White plays another good game this Sunday, his job is in jeopardy, at least for now. Yeah, yeah so, so the devil advocate, like in me, like if I was just playing devil advocate, um. Urban Meyer is my head coach. The history of the Jacksonville Jaguar organization, not the greatest, not the greatest. Like at least the Jets have been in the AFC championship in the last, you know, like 15 years. I know, I know the, the, the Jaguars were there about four years ago, but that, that seemed like, and then they just traded away all their good players after that. They're like, we just don't want a good defense. Um, 
so so there's that aspect is like you might have urban meyer for another two or three years being your coach where i actually like robert sala as a coach it seems like the jets are willing to build around zach wilson but you are right now the main concern with zach wilson is what about this other quarterback so i think i'd rather be trevor lawrence thinking that i could because i have the talent i have the coach's backing even though it is urban meyer um right and I'm going to think that I'm going to be good enough to turn this franchise around. But I thought, I thought it'd be like a little interesting to throw that little wrench in. <laughs> well, that's, that's the right question to ask. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Okay. So this is uh, to me, another interesting one. Uh, would you rather be the Packers? Not, not just now, but also moving forward. Okay. Or would you rather be the Steelers now and moving forward? Yeah, this is a little closer, but I still like the Packers better. I think the defense is starting to meld. They're starting to play a lot better. Pittsburgh's starting to go the other way. The offense is kind of crumbling a little bit. The run game can't get going. The defense is still holding its own, but didn't they? That's what traded away uh, Melvin Ingram, right? Was that was mm-hmm. he on the, yeah. the, the, uh, the Steelers? So not that he was a key part of that defense, but you're losing depth. So if something happens to one of their other guys, now you have nobody there. You know, I, if it was me, I'm taking the Packers just because I would rather be the Packers. Yeah. So, so the reason why I put this in there is because Aaron Rodgers, you have him for the rest of the year, but he'll probably be gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably be gone. Right. And now there's that whole COVID thing, but I'm assuming that even Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to finish out the year and retire. So they're both going to start out sort of similar going forward next year. Uh, one has Kevin Love. The other one has a quarterback to be named later. So Kevin Love. I mean, Jordan Love. That's Jordan basketball. Love, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's basketball. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Jordan Love. So I'm, I think I'm with you, though. I'd rather be the Packers because there is potential that Jordan Love could be a really good quarterback. We still don't know where you don't have a backup plan. But I think it's really close because you are getting rid of – you're losing Aaron Rodgers, which is a huge deal to me. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, losing Let's losing my experience would be huge. But at the same time, the rest – and it depends on where Adams goes, too. You know, because if Adams ends up going somewhere else too, then you really don't have anybody on that offense other than Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, let's go to our next one. All right, so another pair of flares here. We're going to wide receivers this time. Would you rather have or be, I guess we can do both, Odell Beckham Jr., who we talked about a little bit earlier, or Allen Robinson the second, who we also talked about earlier? Who would you rather, first of all, be? Uh, that's, that's the question. So, so the difference is, is like Odell Beckham doesn't have any chemistry with his quarterback right now. Zero chemistry. There was like a five minute video, uh, that was being shared. I think on Twitter of every time Odell got open this season that Baker Mayfield did not get him the ball like on time or overthrew him or underthrew him or whatever. And I'm like five minutes five minute of video on that. That's ridiculous. Considering a play only lasts like, you know, five seconds at the most. Um, Alan Robinson, he's out there. He's playing his, his QB is, is just young and inexperienced and not very accurate. So 
Um, the diff, I guess the, the nice thing about Odell is they have a chance to be a good team where the bears are probably not going to be that. So I think I'd rather be Odell, but if I was picking, I'd probably rather have Allen Robinson on my team because he's been more successful. Right. I agree 100% with you because that's exactly how I think too. You know, I at least the the Cleveland Browns have a chance to be good. Whereas the bears are, eh, it's going to be iffy, but Allen Robinson at least is still playing at a good level and he does get the ball. It's not as much as most people would probably like, but I think he's got a better shot at actually getting more play than OBJ does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to our next one. Okay, so this would you rather, and, and this would be like, let's say, for instance, uh, you're a Dolphin or Lion fan, and you're like, you know what, I want to start cheering for a new team. I can't handle the losing. I want to go to a new team. We have three up-and-coming teams I have listed here that I, I, I would ask you, Zach, I'm going to pick one of these teams. Who would you encourage me to become a fan of? Okay, so okay. the three teams are? the Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Chargers, or the Arizona Cardinals? I think the obvious choice for most people would be the Cardinals. They're the best team overall, in my opinion. They've played the best so far overall. But I would, you know, I'm always cheer for the underdog myself. So I would personally have you choose the Bengals because they have not won in a long time. They have been so bad for so long. I would like to see the Bengals go really far this year. So just for that reason, I would have you start cheering for the Bengals. So hopefully they'd win some. I like the the connection between uh, Chase and Burrow too. Like you get that for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's a killer combination right now. There's nobody that can stop them. Yeah. The, I, this one was hard for me. I think I would pick the Bengals too, if I was going to suggest a team for you, but I don't think you can really go wrong. I like the chargers too. Like I, I like Herbert. Herbert's going to be a good quarterback for a long time. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I would choose the Bengals too. too. They're, the, they're the most fun option. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's do one more. I'll let you pick which one you want to pick out of the la- remaining three. Oh, that's a, that's a tough choice. Uh, the one I was thinking about that would be the toughest decision for me. We'll go back to another player comparison here, another two quarterbacks. So Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers or Matt Ryan in the Falcons, who would you rather have as your quarterback? This is a tough one because Matt Ryan is not the same player he once was, but he may be better than Jimmy G, right? right and that's that's kind of what i'm thinking you know it's and the, the falcons themselves are not doing very well so yeah, there's always that factor too whereas 49ers aren't really doing that not as good as a lot of us thought they would be for sure they have been disappointing to say the least but i think jimmy g's got the most upside with that team i just i think the falcons are going to have a really hard time doing anything this year and now I don't know if you know the status of Calvin Ridley, but it sounds like he's out for a while at least. Or yeah, he missed the last couple of games though, so it's like he's dealing with mental health, I, I guess. Okay, yeah. So I mean, not having a number one receiver is going to hurt you for sure. So 
Um, at least Jimmy G's got a good supporting cast out there. And the defense should still, should still be pretty good. So I don't know what you think about that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if, if in relation to the team, I'd probably like the Niners better too, as well with Jimmy G. Um, I probably would pick him as a quarterback if I had to pick the two, because I know that I'll have him longer. And um, yeah. Let, let me ask you this though. Who would, who would you rather be between the two of them though? Like, like we kind of did with the other one where we, who would you rather have, who would you rather be? So again, let's just think of the scenario. So Jimmy G, he has a backup who's going to take the reins, right. Uh, and probably will be traded next year, possibly. Right. So that Trey Lance can jump in where Matt Ryan has been on this stinky situation with Atlanta where his talent should be good enough. If his team's good enough around him to get to the playoffs, where he might not get traded. So who would you rather be essentially maybe the better quarterback in a stinky situation or like the average quarterback that might be able to move around or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's a tough, that's a tough choice too. I I'm, I'm with you on that. If it was me, I think I would rather be Jimmy Garoppolo just because I I like the the situation in uh, San Francisco better than I do in Atlanta. I just don't have a good feeling about that Atlanta team for, a while yet yeah i mean kyle pitts is obviously their their star right now but that's about it that's all they really got going for them whereas the 49ers have a lot more potential even the just this season and yeah like you said he'll probably go somewhere else at the end of this year if they just decide to go with trey lance as their starter full-time but even so he's got a pretty decent track record so if he wants to keep playing he can keep playing somewhere else even as a backup if he wanted to versus matt ryan he's getting towards the end. He might just be done when he's done, you know, versus trying to find somewhere else. So that's just my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I guess I would, I would agree with you. I think I, there is potential where like Atlanta might look at it, be like, Hey, we could get, you know, like a second and a third for Matt Ryan from the Steelers next year, you know, to fill the void at quarterback. Um, there is that scenario. And then all of a sudden now Matt Ryan's on a potential Super Bowl team, you know, depending on the rest of the roster. But yeah, I think Jimmy G, the freedom to go somewhere else would be nice. Um, it's just, and this year, at least you still might have a chance if everything comes together, to get to the Super Bowl, but it's a close one for me. Yeah, that's a tough choice. Okay, you ready to get into the last part of our podcast, Zach? Yeah, let's do some picks. Let's do some picks. At this corner, nearly six feet tall, 20 pounds heavier since the pandemic started. He likes the Lions, he loves the Dolphins, and he has a weird fetish for Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Williams. In the other corner, their height and weights may vary. But they love football, they love playing, they love watching, they eat all your food and stay longer than they should. The guest. Okay, so let's uh, just talk about last week real quick. I'll just give a quick summary where we were last week. I had Nate and Travis on. Um, Travis got seven games right. Nate got eight games right for a total combined total of 7.5. And I got seven games right. So uh, right now, Ryan versus the guests. 
I'm at 71 total, right? The guest is at 78.5. So they got a nice 7.5 lead on me right now, which I means like I might have. I like that cushion, Ryan. I like the cushion. It makes me feel good. I've been, I've been trying to get as many people on to find out who is my like guy going to bring on just to, to catch up. So Even I'm hoping up. that, yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping you're my guy. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of upsets this week. So we'll see what happens. Oh, I'm excited about this then. Uh, so just real quick before we get into the games by weeks uh, teams that we won't be like looking at or talking about is uh the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Washington football team. Okay. Well, let's get into our first matchup. Predicting week nine, the New York Jets versus the Indianapolis Colts. Zach, who do you have? I'm starting off with an upset number one. I am taking the Jets. I am already on the bandwagon with, with Mike White. It only took me one week to get on the bandwagon. But the way they played last week against the Colts team that barely, well, didn't even survive a Titans team that I don't think is that good right now. I'm, I'm picking the Jets. They're, they're definitely an underdog according to the line, but I don't know. I just got a feeling the Jets are going to come away with this one too. I like that pick because I'm going to pick the Colts and feel comfortable about it. Um, okay. So, so my th- I'm going to say that this is the Colts season right here. If they don't win this game, they drop down to three and six. I think they're going to throw the entire kitchen sink at the jets. And because it's a Thursday night game and the jets have to travel to Indianapolis on the short week, I always kind of favor the home team, although it didn't work out last week, right? Because Arizona was at home and they won, but I mean, uh, the Packers won, but the Packers are a better team than the jets are. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Indianapolis here. Okay. Well, when you're wrong, just let me know. (laughs) Uh, Don't worry. I'll let you know. Let's go to our next game. The Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. Zach, who do you have? I am taking the Saints in this one, whether it's Trevor Simeon or if Taysom Hill is back. I still trust that entire Saints team to beat the Falcons uh, both sides of the ball. I agree. I am as well picking the Saints, and you said it the best way. So we're just going to move on to our next game. The Denver Broncos versus the Dallas Cowboys. Zach, who do you have? Still going with the Cowboys. Uh, Broncos have been up and down. I don't trust them at all. Even if Dak doesn't play and Cooper Rush plays, he played good enough last week that I trust him with that offense, and the defense has been playing a lot better than last year for the Cowboys. So... Uh, I feel pretty confident the Cowboys will take that one. Yeah, I'm with you. Cowboys have been fun to watch. It was, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys, but that Cooper Rush thing was so fun to watch the other day. So, yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys as well. Yeah, talking about traveling to Dallas too, you know, the home team always does get a little bit of that advantage. So I think it's a, it should should be a pretty easy game for the Cowboys. Yeah, and do I, like I don't even trust the the Broncos to score more than twenty points. Like that, no Von so, Miller now either, right? I mean, your your defense is going to be really struggling now, and the offense has not looked great. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to yeah Cowboys. Okay, let's go on to our next game: the New England Patriots versus the Carolina Panthers. 
Zach, who do you got? Oh, this is a close game, but I'm going to sneak the Patriots through. Uh, just hoping that their their offense clicks a little bit better. The defense holds up. Uh, Carolina's offense has been pretty trash without Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think the Patriots defense will have any problem holding them to very few points. So as long as the Patriots can overcome that uh, fairly good Carolina defense, I think they're going to get the win. Yeah, I agree. I think Bill Belichick has Sam Darnold's number. He knows what Sam Darnold's, like most of the league does, but, you know, Bill Belichick has experienced him in New York for the last four years. So, yeah, Patriots, I like their defense, it seems like, and, like, their offense, like you mentioned, is coming around. So, yeah, let's go Patriots here as well. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Baltimore Ravens. Zach, who do you have? Going with the Ravens on this one. Um, I was kind of hoping for, I was pulling for the Vikings this last weekend and disappointed me a little bit despite being a good game, but I just think Lamar Jackson and the uh, Ravens are too good. Yeah, I have the Ravens as well. Um, they, they're they also coming off a bye, so I think that's important. Fresh at home, looking to keep their role going here. I think they're going to I think they'll have that one. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to our next game. The Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach, who do you have? This was probably one of the tougher ones for me. Um, I would like to pick the Browns, but I think the Bengals are going to have a bounce back game. I think they're going to be wanting it more. So I'm picking Cincinnati just because they're going to not want to get blown up by the Browns. The Browns defense is no joke, but the offense is if Cincinnati can slow down the run game for Cleveland, I think it's a no brainer. Cincinnati wins. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to, I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to go with the Browns just because I think this is toss up game, right? This is a top up game. I think they lost the Browns lost what last week. I think they're going to come out a little bit like upset. I think that like, I think you can run on the Bengals, right? I think you like that you can run on the Bengals. So I don't know. I'm going to pick the Browns. I think it's going to be a close one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win and I'll probably even be rooting for the Bengals, but I just have a, I have a feeling that the Browns are going to win this one. Yeah. They definitely have a good chance out of all the games in this window. It's probably the closest one, you know, from, a scoring standpoint. Correct. Yeah, correct. Okay, let's go to our next game. The Buffalo Bills versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is one of the tougher ones. This is a tough one too, I think. There's just, there's not much room for error for the Buffalo Bills because the Jags could just absolutely smoke them. Oh, wait, that's in Luke's dreams. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be the Bills all day long. They're going to destroy the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't think this game's close. There's nothing more I need to add. The Bills are going to win. The Houston Texans versus the Miami Dolphins. Boy, what a game this is going to be. I am excited. We talked about these two teams a little bit in depth comparing them. I am going to take the Dolphins. Um, I just I just don't, I don't trust Houston on any sort of ground. I think Miami just has a little bit better of a team. I think they can hold Houston defensively. So 
even if the Dolphins have an okay day on the other side of the ball, I think they'll win. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And because like I'm a Dolphin fan, if they're playing somebody who has a similar record to them, I cannot pick against them. You know, like if they can't be the beat the Texans. Yeah, their season might, might be have, over. Yeah, well, it's it's oh yeah, it'll be over. What I'll have to do though, if I don't beat the Texans, I'll have like you and Avery do the podcast next week, and <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna be done talking. for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to take a break. <laughs> okay, let's go to our next game: the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New York Giants. Zach, who do you got? I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, they're coming off their bye this week too, I believe. Um, I think maybe I'm wrong about that. I yeah, you know you're right. Yeah, week, right. So they're going to yep. be they're going to be fresh. Obviously, they're traveling to New York, so it's a little bit of a downgrade to them. But they've been playing so good, and the Giants are so banged up on the offensive side, especially. I think it's going to be tough for them to keep up with the Raiders. I just with the Raiders, I wonder how much more they can take. Like, did you did you hear about Henry Ruggs? I did. I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Raiders games, so I don't know how much he's really – has he really been that impactful? Okay. Yeah, he's been getting open deep. Uh, he, he's – this is, I think, his second year, right? And he's he, he's definitely made improvements. I, I don't think it'll hurt them in this game. I think I'll pick the Raiders as well. But I'm just like, man, with the whole, you know, losing a coach in the middle of the season and – and rugs now it's just like man it's just like what in the world is going on in las vegas so yeah, it's one thing after another and it's not good things for sure so yeah i feel bad for anybody who was involved in that whole ordeal just yeah. terrible terrible accident I feel so bad for those families yeah it's it's sad because like the poor choices ruin ruins many lives those who who are no longer around and, and those who are around unfortunately you know and it never so. seems to be the one who made the poor choice that seems to get killed it's always the innocent person who gets killed which is terrible but yeah okay on that 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 note we'll move on to our next game <laughs> the la chargers versus the philadelphia eagles zach who do you have this is a bounce back game for the chargers i think they're going to find themselves against the Eagles. I think it'll still be a very close game because the Eagles have been playing better, but I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the Chargers as well. I think this is a bounce back game for them. Uh, the, the Eagles have been playing pretty like pretty okay or pretty well. I just, like, I don't know. They're so they're so up and down at times. It's just like, so, yeah, I'm going with Chargers as well. Yeah, winning 44-3 to last week, the Eagles did, and they're going to come into a game against the Chargers, who is going to be a very different team who needs to win. I think that's that's just why I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to our next game. The Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Zach, who do you got? Well, this is a, this is a tough one, um, but I think the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers will still win. Um, I, the Kansas City their defense has just been atrocious and I'm I have Aaron Jones on my fantasy team so I'm just purely cheering for this uh for fantasy purpose that the Packers just run the ball and just shove it down the front of the Chiefs and the Chiefs don't get to hold the ball a whole lot don't get very many possessions on offense 
and the Packers defense has been pretty good. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the upset here and pick the Packers. I am going to go with the chiefs. It's so hard for me to pick against Patrick Mahomes. He's, I'm a, I'm a closet chief fan, as we found out in our, our last podcast with the guys who we had this like trade deadline thing where we, we, we had players to be traded. I had almost every one of them traded to the chiefs like, Oh yeah, the chiefs should pick them up. The chiefs should pick him up. But I think losing Aaron Rodgers is big. And I don't know what we're going to get out of Jordan love. Can the now granted like the chiefs defense isn't the greatest, but can they hold it? You know, if you're not worried about Jordan Love passing the ball, you can stack the box with nine guys, you know, and just dare them to pass. So there is that potential. So I cannot, I cannot believe how bad the Chiefs are right now. I'm just in such disbelief that I keep picking them every week. They're at home. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You think it's finally time for them to rebound? They, yeah, I think they gots to. They gots to. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like, don't turn the ball over. I don't, I'm not saying that it's easy in the NFL, but other teams lesser than you have figured out, like, hey, don't turn the ball over and you're going to win games. So how haven't the Chiefs who have never, like, had this issue, um, you know, falling victim to turning the ball over so much? I don't know, but. I think, I think this will be a game they can win. It's mainly biggest reason I I would say is Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. The Arizona Cardinals versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals. I don't think, I don't know why the line is so close. I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's only a, a one point favor to the Cardinals. I mean, I think the Cardinals just because they lost to Green Bay last week, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me because Green Bay is a good team. Um, I don't think the 49ers are that good. And I think the Cardinals will smoke them. So I think the reason why that would be in is because the uh, 49ers are at home. So what they're basically saying, if the Cardinals were at home, they would be four and a half points favorites. I think that's how it works. Right. Um, which is still a low though, to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seems so low to me, based on the way that they've both been playing so far, I mean, yeah. I'm picking the Cardinals as well. They, the, the Niners barely beat the bears. I don't think the bears are that great. They had a hard time containing Justin Fields. Can you imagine Kyler Murray? Uh, so yeah, I'm going with the, the Cardinals. Yeah. They learned okay, a go- lot, I think from that game, just, you know, cause I think Kyler is going to be running a lot, uh, finding ways to get running lanes and I don't think they'll be able to stop him. Correct. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay, let's go to our next game. The Tennessee Titans versus the L.A. Rams. Uh, Zach, who do you have? I'm taking the Rams. No comment necessary. Uh, You have no Derrick Henry on the Titans against the super blah defense of the Titans. Yeah, it's not even going to be close, I don't think. I think it'll be a blowout, honestly. Yeah, I think Von Miller's addition is just going to hype up that defense too this week. Um, yeah, Tannehill has been getting hit all year long. That offensive line has not been good at pass protection. They're going to be after him all game long. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm picking the Rams as well. 
The Chicago Bears versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a Monday night game. What a Monday night game. <sighs> yeah. Who do you got, I Zach? Know. I don't really like either of these teams, to be completely honest, but <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna throw a dart at the wall and go for the Bears. Why not? Why not? I like Justin Fields. Let's give him an opportunity to win a game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. That defense is good. The offense is pretty decent, but I was I want to see an upset. We're going upsets this week. I'm picking the Bears. Why not? Yeah, this is the type of game where, like, throughout the Steelers' history that they'd find a way to lose like a team that they kind of should beat and they just kind of like lose to them. But I'm going to go with the Steelers. I just, the, the Bears offense is definitely missing something. And I think it's the coach, obviously. I think it's Matt Nagy, but um, I love that Steelers defense. So I'm going Steelers. And that's it. That's it, Zach. That's it. It's our podcast. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. And uh, let me know if you need help in the future. I'm always around. Awesome. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to me and Zach uh, this week, guys. We had a big podcast today. I covered a lot of information. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you again to Zach for joining me. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Please follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. That's where I drop podcasts. Um, and uh, we also have done, if you're interested in basketball, we have uh, done, um, we already did, I should say, the preview for the NBA Eastern and Western Conference that's on the podcast feed if you're interested in listening to that as well. Once again, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys soon.